0: Hi, this is Cameron.
1: And I'm Jorge Luis.
0: And today we have two more from our February Vision team to look and help us compare and contrast between different ministry sites.
1: We're so glad they're with us. So let's start now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope.
0: Welcome to the Education Was Hope podcast. I'm Cameron Graham-Vivanco.
1: And I am Jorge Luis Rodriguez.
0: I'm the co-founder of Education Was Hope and the director of the program here in Ecuador.
1: And I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals H in Ecuador as well.
0: Education was hope exists to provide for the education of students in desperate and difficult situations.
1: And now our main purpose for this podcast is to keep all of our dear listeners, supporters, and friends all over the world informed as to what is happening with our ministry here in Ecuador.
0: And what's happening is still the vision team. Yay. We love when vision teams and all teams come through because we get to capture um, the thoughts and ideas of those who come through. So it's not just Jorjito and I talking about yeah. going to our <laughs> meetings and answering our emails, <laughs> uh, but all the different uh, aspects of this ministry. And we have two more special guests from our February Vision team. Would you please introduce yourselves?
2: I'm Derek Holder. I'm from Rock Hill, South Carolina. Uh, I work at EW Process.
0: we have huge shout <laughs> out to <laughs> EW Process. <laughs>
2: They are a corporate sponsor of Education Goals Hope, uh, and Chip Smith was a founder, mm-hmm. and he is co-founder of Education Goals Hope.
0: It's true. He, fa- he <laughs> founds lots of things. Yeah, I think <laughs> he
1: does.
2: So uh, I joined EW Process about uh, six years ago now in 2018. Wow. Um, at that time, I remember during my interview process with uh, Don Bullard yeah. that uh, EW had just hit their million-dollar giving goal where they donate 3% of their gross profits to mm-hmm. charities uh, like Education inquid Hope. Uh, so no, that was a big sticking point for me. Uh, I'm big into the service in our local community. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife, Kristen, who's here. Hi. Is- <laughs> <laughs> like she's really here. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She's service coordinator at our church. Um, so we're very involved in the, our community. So that that was a great thing to see at EW Process. And this past year in 2023, we hit our two million dollar giving goal.
0: Unbelievable! (laughs) Amazing.
2: And it's amazing how the company's grown over the years. When I joined, we were about 20, 25 people. Uh, We're probably about 80 people now.
0: Oh my word!
2: So, uh, and to put that in perspective, I think we started EW Gives in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, so 2010 to 2018, we did a million dollars, uh, giving and from 2018 to 2023, we did another. another million. Wow. So about half the time.
0: I mean, it's just amazing that you showing up to work every day, Derek is it provides resources for students in desperate and difficult situations. It helps provide that, that equals age can exist. Uh, EW Process supports the Vivanco family as missionaries. I know so many other missionaries. Um, who would think that a, a, a little processing, a filter <laughs> company uh, in Fort Mill, South Carolina, uh, could have such an impact globally? I mean, I you guys... I. I could go on and on. Anyway, <laughs> lots of lots of people, lots of ministries are blessed because you get up and go to work.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's just an incredible model.
2: And you can definitely see it in the character of uh, all of our employees at EW Process. I, I think if you ask anyone at EW, they would either be supporting... Um, ministries financially or with labor mm-hmm. or both. Mm-hmm. So it's just a great company to work for. They give us uh, eight days of volunteer time off wow. where, you know, they're, they're footing that bill and they're paying my salary for eight days when I'm volunteering somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, and they also sponsored my trip to yeah. Ecuador. So they really believe in the mission. They believe in uh, supporting uh, local and global communities and we can really see that impact at EW. Woot,
0: woot. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Who's that um,
3: pretty young thing next to you?
2: <laughs> this is my wife, Kristen. Um, go ahead.
3: Hi, everyone. I'm Kristen Holder. Um, I work in Charlotte, and I do taxes. And me and Derek have been married for two years now. Woot, woot. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's almost like having newlyweds on the team. <laughs> But, yeah, as Derek said, um, I'm, like, the service coordinator at our church plant in Rock Hill. And I also um, am in charge of the our school partnership. So we partner with the local elementary school and just serve them. Um, we look for opportunities to serve them throughout the year, whether it be, like, um, breakfasts for the teachers, um, coffee. We do a coffee truck for the teachers. Oh. Yeah. Um,
2: And one cool thing about the school is it's a, is it called a language immersion school? Yeah. So half of the day they learn in Spanish, Uh half the day they learn in English. Wow. So, you know, coming to Ecuador, it's making me want to learn Spanish, I think. (laughs) I can be able to communicate.
0: Now, now you know where you can go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. some, Kristen, thanks for being with us, and thanks both of you for being willing to be on the HopeCast and to share. And we have a specific question um, that we'd love for you to unpack.
1: Before we start into all of, our <clears throat> before we start with all of these topics, I would love to hear from you guys, from your perspective coming down here. What were you actually expecting when you came? Uh, and what did you actually found when you were already here?
2: Uh, for me, a new Education Equals Hope worked in the community. I thought it looked different than it does on the ground. Uh, I didn't know it was exactly, or exactly the structure of it. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, oh, we're supporting schools and we're just giving money to families to uh, bring their kids to school and make sure they graduate high school, which we kind of do, but really it's what I've learned is that we're just empowering local communities to utilize our resources how they need. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool to me.
0: To remove the obstacles that would keep a kid from studying. Yes. I mean, they can't use it to like, go on a trip or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pay their light bill. It's all education focused.
1: What about you, Kirsten? How has it felt for you?
3: Um, I honestly didn't know what to expect coming down here. I knew we were going on a vision team, but I didn't really know what that meant. And um, I honestly thought we would be serving them, like helping with classroom stuff or with the kids more. But it's honestly been such a blessing um, to meet all of these different people who are impacting the community. And... They thought we were like serving them, blessing them by showing up, mm-hmm. but really, in fact, they were blessing us um, by sharing their story and sharing their passion for their community. God's economy,
0: when everyone <laughs> walks away going, I just got so much more than I gave. It's a, a great telltale sign of mm-hmm. God's economy. Right. And you feel free to come back on a summer team, and then you can do actually do the work with, <laughs> with the children.
1: Yeah. Well, and in, in that sense, in God's kind of economy, um, what have you guys received and what has been impactful? First, please share with us what are the ministry sites that you have gone to, and what is the impact of those communities and those people and you?
0: And I would add, like, and the differences you see, how it is individualized um, towards each community.
3: Um, the first community site we went to was Cristo Librador and that was so fun. We went to a church service there, which was our first... Um, Episcopal. Episcopal <laughs> church service. <laughs> We're Baptist, so really? it's a little bit different. <laughs> so fun. We've had a great time. I've had a great time. <laughs> Um, but we walked through those doors, and everyone was so welcoming and just excited that we were there, and we had no idea what we were doing there. You know, we were just there for service. We didn't know the impact that we were having on them when we showed up. Um, and then we got to learn um, about Lourdes' story and her her passion for her church and her community. And... Their community um, foothold there is so strong. She has led that church and community so well, and they really try to bring in the whole family to the church, and not just the kids that are getting the scholarship. They want to support the whole family through the church. And it was just a blessing to see so many children in the church and so many generations of people in the church. It was like a wide range of ages.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, that, that was kind of our first taste of actually going out in the community and you walk in, everybody's hugging you, shaking your hands. Everyone's so happy that we're there. Um, so it was a really cool cultural experience uh, coming from the United States where a lot of people, especially after COVID, don't like to be touched. Um, so uh-huh. um, I'm hoping to take some of that back with me and bring that into our community Um, but it was really cool, yeah, to see the teenagers and the kids, uh, as church service was going on, there was just more and more people coming in and, um, you know, she, or she interrupted the service to kind of greet them and tell them to come sit down. And, uh, so it was a really cool experience. Uh, then we, after that, we had our, uh, house visit with Erica and, uh, so that was very impactful how the church is supporting them. We were able to share a meal with them and uh, hear about her story. Her sister passed, and her brother in law passed. So she has four of their children, and I believe her sister has two other children. Mm-hmm. So, and she has one of her own. So it's a, it was a full house, a lot of energy. It was, it was fun to be around the kids. So. And
0: Erica's house, I'm pretty sure, if you're five, six, like the mm-hmm. ceiling's like three inches above your house. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. so,
2: but yeah, amazing food as well. So <laughs> she introduced <laughs> me to fried plantains, which I've never had. Um, changed your life. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome as you um so you Cristo was the first one and then uh on monday we went to la comuna and diocese more and then yesterday you guys were in romerijos we had talked about the the comparing and contrasting what you saw and how it plays out what what are your observations in that
2: uh crista i think was very family focused mm-hmm. um as opposed to just, or like a main focus on the kids themselves. Um, whereas, uh, what was the second one again?
0: Uh, La Comuna.
2: La Comuna. Uh, that one seemed to be geared more towards kids. They had classrooms set up on the first floor.
0: Uh, uh-huh.
2: It was really nice to see. And that that's something that I really enjoyed, was uh, how at DSO Moore and La Comuna it was the classroom first. Mm -hmm. So it's like putting the children first, right? When you walk in, there's classrooms, there's things for the children to do. uh, And the sanctuary was on the second floor of Mm -hmm. both of those. Um, Yeah. So it it really shows where the priorities are in the Mm -hmm. community.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And adding to that, La Comuna um, is a hope center. So they are like, not giving the scholarship to, like, specific kids. They're using it as... Creating the space. The space. Mm-hmm. So creating a the safe r-
0: space for them. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, they can have, like, the resources there, and kids can come and utilize those where mm-hmm. they didn't have them. And that's kind of the same with um, Dios de Amor, that they, like, use the resources to build up their classroom um, center downstairs. And, but what's different about Dios De Amor is that they also focus on a holistic um, approach to the children, and they're focusing on not only education but their health needs, mm-hmm. their their mental health needs, and they're trying to um, educate and empower the community um, through the kids and through their parents to create change in their community. I yeah. would. I'm just go ahead. <laughs>
2: And I was going to add to uh, Diosa Amor, I think I remember her saying uh, they really wanted to see the kids go through university mm-hmm. and not just graduate like high school or grade school, uh, just because you have so much more potential with university. So they were there to support kids all the way through that journey.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was going to add, Diasso more is the first church that... So when Equals H started, it was 100% <laughs> focused on the on the hard, direct line of uh, educational needs, books, transportation, uniforms, done. And Dioses Amor is the first church that kind of came back to us and said, this is great. Thank you so much. We have so many kids that have psychological problems and they can't learn because of the trauma that they've suffered in their homes or that they're continuing to suffer in their homes, physical abuse, sexual abuse, uh emotional abuse. Is there any way that we could maybe use part of our scholarship fund to to have a psychologist come and work with our students so that they're then able to learn? And it was it, it felt like a no-brainer like of well, of course, <laughs> like and that helped us um and that was maybe 15 years ago that DSSM more came and they have helped shape the goal and the direction of educational hope that yes we want to remove the physical option uh, obstacles you don't have a uniform let's find a uniform you don't have a textbook let's find the textbooks but these obstacles that um that are part of growing up in a system of depravity uh, we talked a lot about the um, the poverty of self. When you are abused as a child, it is hard to recognize your own worth and your own value um, and that you're worth an education. And so I'm just incredibly grateful for Dioses More always being kind of on the cutting edge, and they are where we're starting this health initiative. We've had Brenda on, uh, on the podcast and Julie Pease talking about the importance of health, and health is not just the absence of sickness, it's being holy and well and so i just an extra shout out to diosa Moore for helping shape and guide what is really needed mm-hmm. in this community yes these physical obstacles but there's so many other obstacles that that these young people have to overcome in order to have a bright future mm-hmm. does that make sense <laughs> <laughs> what else did you see what else would you like to share
3: I'm still at Dios de Amor. It was um, eye-opening that they were facing the same issues that we are facing in the States with education, where, like, all the kids are behind because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, like, a universal thing that mm-hmm. I didn't think about before.
2: She mentioned the mental health uh, of the children while we were there and how they've seen that uh, kind of become more prominent in the community since COVID. So mm-hmm. things like dyslexia, uh, she mentioned, were more prominent now than they were before.
0: Huh, interesting.
2: Uh, but at all of the sites, uh, they were just, you could tell that they're super passionate about interacting with the community and helping children have a better life and mm-hmm. helping developing those children.
3: Yeah, go ahead. Yeah there may be like a lack of resources in these communities, but there is no lack of love or passion. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. And that goes a long way. Um, Cole this morning was talking about that we wish he had just a a fraction, a smidge of the passion uh, that we get to see in the people who are really making huge improvements in their lives and in the people around them. What is something that you hope to take from this back to your church in Rock Hill or back into your daily life?
2: So big, one of our core values at our church plant, uh, City Hope in Rock Hill is authentic community. Mm. So and sometimes we struggle with that and we sit back and we say, are we, are we really authentic? Mm. And just coming here and experiencing what I think is actually authentic community compared to what we have. Uh, I'm hoping to take some of that back. I'm hoping, you know, when you walk in a door at City Hope, everyone's smiling, everyone's coming to greet you, everyone's hugging you and uh, seeing how you are and everyone's involved. I'm hoping that we can just show up at somebody's house without a plan. Like <laughs> we don't have to have dinner and discuss the next strategic move of the church mm-hmm. or anything in the community, really, even at our work. So uh, I think we're going to try to go back, and we talked about it a little bit, and just invite people over to our house, start showing up to other people's house. Maybe unexpected, I don't know. (laughs) We'll see how that goes.
3: Living on the edge. Awesome. Um, For me, we serve uh, monthly at a place called House of Agape in Rock Hill, and it's just like a... um, an organization that serves meals to the homeless um on weeknights and the weekends and i think the main thing i'm going to take away is what i learned from cameron is that the poverty of isolation is like what has really touched my heart mm-hmm. and that when we go to serve we just can't just serve them we need to ask them their name, their story, sit down with them, share a meal with them, Um, let them know they're not alone in this, that God's with them, we're with them, we support them. Mm.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for taking a step out of your comfort zone and getting on a plane to Ecuador, even in the middle of a state of emergency, (laughs) which hopefully you haven't felt at all. It's been pretty normal normal life. Um, thanks for what you do through EW Process. Thank you for what you guys do at your church, your local church, and the larger community. We're thrilled to have you. If you would like, dear listener, to be involved in Education we'll Hope, if you'd like to come down on a vision team, we'll have one in September, the last week of September 2024, and the first week of February in 2025. Um, if you'd like to support a child and a, or student in a defer- desperate or difficult situation, please go to and, and find the Donate Now button uh, or they give hope now either on the general page or you can navigate through to the Ecuador page and that would make sure that those funds come to Ecuador because we do get to serve in seven countries around the world. Thanks for being with us and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening to our HopeCast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage www.educationequalshope.org or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.